say all you want. If she only had a credit for Assassin's Creed One, you could maybe write it off. You know, not you know doesn't just just because she was involved in that doesn't mean that like her innovation is present in cu- current Assassin's Creed. But it literally you, kickstarted. You can't that deny right? if you if you see this person as the executive producer of Assassin's Creed Two, you can't deny that pretty much today's Assassin's Creed that Locke is playing right now is her baby. You know, 100%. Like- Welcome to the Emergent Gamer Podcast. This is episode 288. This is Lock and Key, and I am here with Trip Zero. What's going on, Lock? Neo Aoshi. It's me, Neo Aoshi. Hey, and we have <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, Felix Hergood. It's a me, a Felix Hergood. <laughs> oh, that's I can tell you're waiting for sure. the way you're gripping that's that. My worst, <laughs> that's my worst <laughs> Italian plumber. That's my worst Italian he, he plumber. He couldn't could ever do. He wasn't prepared for the the intro. He was ready to to get that whatever right. the hell that was out as fast mm-hmm. as possible. Yeah. He threw him off um, with the the man, the myth, the legend. I did. I did. Yeah. Um so what's going on, everybody? We have uh two main topics that we're gonna talk about tonight. Uh, two main pieces of news that we want to get through, but first we're going to catch up with everybody. Um, so uh, we're really excited about the things that we're about to talk about. Um, two really big things, um, two different things, but both equally big in, in my opinion. So uh, before we get to it, let's catch up on what we've been up to. I'll, I'll kick it off because the only thing new I've really played is I'm still playing um, Valhalla. Um, so I've played a bunch of AC Valhalla. Um, and other than that, just still been, been playing Warzone. But um, what are your thoughts on Valhalla as a person who doesn't really play all the Assassin's Creeds? Um, I still, I mean, I really love it. I mean, I do. I, I mean, I'm not the person that really plays many single player games in general anymore. I mean, mostly everything that I play is is multiplayer driven and first person shooter, first person shooter driven. So playing a third person RPG that's a hack and slash really is um is very different than what I'm what I'm used to but the story is really engaging the world is really um incredible uh and I have no problem like just roaming around and meeting NPCs and like not feeling like I have to do the story so I could definitely see how Felix could spend that obscene number of hours playing odyssey um because if if valhalla is any you know any comparison to odyssey then it's very easy to not like progress the story i think the other night i played for three hours and the highlight of it was trying to beat this barmaid in a drinking competition and that's like (laughs) this is all i did for like 40 minutes because it's like you have it's just like a time thing you have to drink three three horns of beer before she does and like you have to it's like a rhythm game where you have to like tap at the right point um yes and if you if you you tap at the wrong point then it spills all over you but then like by the second by the second horn they throw into the mix that you need to you need to correct your balance as you're also tapping 
for the rhythm of the drinking. So that you have to really like, cool. so you have to like, you have to hit X. Well, I was playing with keyboards, so maybe it was, it was maybe A and D. Yeah, you have to hit A or D depending on which way you sway, but then still keep the rhythm. Um, and I was really bad at it at first. Like I went up to this <laughs> chick to just like talk to her and she challenged me to a drinking competition. And I was like, absolutely. And then I did it. <laughs> I did it and lost by like a full glass. And then I was determined to beat her. And it took me a few tries to beat her, but that was the highlight of it. Other than that, I was literally just climbing mountains and hitting like mountain peaks and stuff. I barely did any story stuff. Um, did you have, unlock- you, have you come across? Okay. No, go ahead. Okay. Have you come across um, on a similar note in that game? There's apparently like Viking rap battles where it's like an insult. Like you, you, you do like an insult contest against other Vikings or something. Yeah. So have you, you have to, yeah. So you have to, um, so it, it's twofold. You have to, your, your choice needs to make the most sense um, in terms of wordplay, but then the rhythm and the beat, I'm probably not saying the 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 musical terms correctly, but your cadence, your rhythm needs to be exact. And then on top of that, because you get three choices, if all three of them follow the same rhythm and beat, you have to pick the one that flows the best from what your opponent said first. Um, so it's it's it is kind of like a rap battle, but it's it's very much like a poem like battle poem poem fight yeah it's it's not like there's like there's not like some there's not like some dude with like a a a a bass drum or like a beatboxer there like it's just like this guy you'll go up to this guy he'll challenge you and he'll say you know some you know some rhyme and then from there you have to then rebuttal following the same cadence and then someone deems whether or not who was the winner and you go on for probably like three or four replies. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It was unexpected with the first time that I came across it. Um, but it's, it's a cool, nice little break away, especially in that type of game where you're playing a Viking who's not necessarily known for like their, their uh, epic, epic rap. Their poem, yeah, their, like just, I guess maybe their literacy, right? Spin, like they're not really known lyrics. for. Yeah. So it's just like, it was, it, I was caught off guard. Cause you're in this like mountain town, you know, where everyone's living in huts. And then there's this like guy there teaching you how to do these like, you know, rhythm battles. Um, yeah. There's some kind of bonus you get from that. Uh, you know, you because do. I, it, you, you, I, I haven't yeah, gone to the can, game, so I don't know what that benefits you, but they recommended in this video I was watching that you do that. It lot. opens up more dial. It opens up more dialogue uh, options. So like Neo's probably right. used to this from, from old, from old Repu- from Knights of the Republic or like mass effect. Like if you're, um, if you take light or dark, that opens up certain dialogue options. And then if you level certain like um, points in those games, you get extra dialogue options. So as you do these battles, you, I forget the name, it, it popped up on my screen. It might be charisma or something like that. Um, that, that makes sense. Almost like you're getting better at, at talking or expressing. So yeah, just exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's definitely something that I plan on to like, I plan on doing. Cause I always, in those types of games, I always love getting like the next level of dialogue that I wouldn't have if I just walked up to that person. Cause that usually leads to something cooler happening you know, than than just what the base level is. But right, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been really fun. It's been really is, fun. Is and that featured it, in the town that you're building, or is that something you stumbled somewhere else in the world? This was now? in another town when I when I did it. I would imagine that. But there's a person to do it. 
set up there. Like you can set up like a person who does that in your town to level that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. To be honest with you, this yeah, this I think I read that. Yeah, this I found in another town. Like Mm -hmm. a person was there for that, and they were like located near the drinking person. But I think the um, the um, the features of of the world's towns mimic probably what you can potentially build in your own little village. Yeah, I would, I would imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's great. I mean, it looks gorgeous too. You know, like I'm, I'm playing it, um, on ultra in 1440p and like, it looks, I mean, it looks incredible. I mean, it's pushing my PC limits, but it's, you know, even brand new hardware, but it's, it's beautiful, which also helps because like running around the mountains, with like the setting of like the snow and stuff like that. It just, it, it looks gorgeous. So that also helps me just wanting to like explore and just hunt because there's hunting, right? You can kill animals for, for different things. So like I spent a ton of time trying to find deer and hunting deer. Um, so yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah, definitely Locke, a good change of pace. Hey, Locke, speak, speaking of the mountains, did you unlock the perk that gives you the ability to land safely? uh yes right yes um, um and and does that work first, like where you don't take any damage or is it like less damage um the last one that i did i still took damage but i was very high up and there wasn't so like when you first start going they usually have like a landing for you like the very first peak you climb there's this like big snow bank underneath you and you front flip into the snow bank and you don't take any damage but then after that, as I was exploring, there really wasn't anything underneath me. And when I jumped, I jumped and fell pretty fucking far. And I still took some damage, but it didn't kill me when it feel like it definitely should have killed me. Um, so I'm not entirely sure. But again, I haven't really progressed super far because okay. I spent more time like exploring and talking to people than I've really done progressing the story. And that but that um, perk probably has multiple levels of love of I would level. imagine. Yeah, I probably. would imagine cuz like when I'm when you're in the skill tree every area has a lot of a lot of different options. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, in um the, well I was going to say in Odyssey you're you're half god. So you can pretty much jump off any height without a perk and just Oh. Okay, so, so like, that's definitely not. Yeah, that's going to be a different, different experience managing that when I've played mm-hmm. like 400 plus hours of just right. jumping off anything. <laughs> it's it, it's also really hard for me to get used to because essentially everything is climbable, and I'm not really like used to that because the last single player game that I played besides Cyberpunk, um, I can't even tell you what it was off the top of my head, but like everything wasn't scalable, right? But like you walk up to a mountain. And you literally just start climbing the mountain and can go any which way you want. You don't have to follow like the Nathan Drake route where you have to look for like the yellow taped sections or like mm-hmm. sounds like a whole, very uh, Breath the of the whole, Wild kind of vibe or just you yeah, run up yeah, climb, no matter what it yeah, is. Exactly we're, exactly. we're in a Breath of the Wild, post Breath of the Wild world now, man. You yeah. climb everything. Which is great. I mean, it, it yeah. makes it way more fluid. It it doesn't break the immersion at all. Um it makes it way more fun to explore because you can just go to any peak of the mountain and be like, I wonder if I can get up there. And then you end up getting up there, which is really cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've been enjoying it. I mean, like I, I you know, I've still been playing a ton of Warzone um, because I still need my, my FPS itches. 
Um, and we have a good group of people in the Discord still playing Warzone pretty regularly. But it's it's a good change of pace to like boot it up for an hour on my lunch breaks and like play for an hour then, um, or if I'm just not in the mood. So I'll, you know, I'll keep talking about it as I play it, as I learn more. Um, especially if you get into it eventually, Felix, and we can share. But it's been it's been good. I'm very close. You're good. You're good. I mean, no rush. I'm just saying. Yeah. I um, think the word you were looking for a lock earlier was meter. Meter's like the poetry. Like it's one thousand percent, one thousand percent. Yeah, cadence works. Cadence okay. perfectly works. The meter is like the official, like like you could like analyze Shakespeare by his meter and other writers by their meter stuff. And, the, like and that. that's it. Yeah, and that's it. Because like you, and what's tricky and what makes it really a really fun mini game is like you get the three dialogue options, and like you're then trying to say them out loud or in your head, remembering the meter of the verse that that guy oh, said. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because like you're just reading them and at surface level, all of them make sense. But until yeah. you like actually say it out loud, so you hear the person say that, say the dialogue and yes. you, you have to choose a response. They don't have any marks over them. Do they like, cause you can like no. mark like the flow. Yeah, of the no, like you have little, to, you just, you just listen to the words are. But. Yeah. You just listen to their, you know, oh, wow. how they, how they do it. And then you get three options and you get a you get a bar. So that's the other thing you don't, get to like you have a you have a response time yeah right? like it's ticking down until oh so you, you right? can't so you sit there and like and like no. let your report and analyze forever before you respond no. like you have to make yeah. a decision so like when i was doing the tutorial version like my first response the guy was like no that doesn't really go well like that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't follow that because yeah. like and then and then your character says it and then you hear your character say it and you're like oh fuck that doesn't go and right. then they go they go again and then you get another option and you're looking at it and i'm like thinking in my head like okay oh that one so then you pick that one and then they give you a response and you just keep going um so it really was, cool, actually. yeah it was it was really cool um so yeah I, i'm curious to see how that progresses and if it lead like what it leads to um but thank you for calling that out because that's definitely what that's definitely it um yeah I knew it pretty soon after I was sitting here thinking about it, but I didn't want to like interrupt with just the dumbest shit semantic point. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Uh, I, was literally, I, was, I was literally stretching at words to, to, yeah. to, to describe oh, it. Cadence, um, I think it's a hard word to remember, but that one works too. Cool. Uh, who wants to go next? What's what's everybody else been up to? I got a, I got a few things to talk about. Yeah. What do you um, so over the weekend, I mean, I'm still playing Ori. You, everyone should play Ori. I talked about it last week. I don't. I don't talk about it more. It's a great game. The game is absolutely fantastic. But um, over the weekend, I completed um, Super Mario 3D World, the main campaign of it. Played it with a buddy. That game's a fun time, man. It's just a fun. Like all the levels are quick, like five minute chunk, like bursts of like platforming of various like levels. Like we got to the end. You roll credits on that game, and it throws you back in, and you unlock like essentially Star World. And then you like from Super Mario World, and then you get even harder challenges. You unlock another character um, from Super Mario Galaxy, the Luna. I think her name's Luna. I forgot that character. Whoever I think that's her. That's her name. But that's a great. Yeah, she's the other princess. She's the Galaxy Princess. Um, I think it's. I don't think it's Luna. Give me a second. I'll. I'll, I'll I'll remember like the meter thing. She's in Smash. Yeah, it'll come to you. But she's in Smash Brothers. Like she's Rosalina. Rosalina, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um, and she's cool because they give you with her, you get another ability, like a double jump and a spin. So it like it like throws 
it like throws another like oh i can do this with this character um but the game's the game's a great time i don't know how else to like really get into it but there it's just nintendo flexing its level design you know creativity you know right right just constantly um and that's really and that's really cool um the other game i was playing that i decided to try out uh i got for free on playstation and it's concrete genie yeah i just downloaded that myself yeah it's a pretty interesting game it's cool it um it has a lot of style to it the game's about a boy who grew up in a harbor town and he loved drawing and one day the harbor town became like deserted but he decided to stay behind and um and his and his notebook gets he gets picked on by some bullies and his notebook gets ruined and his pages go all over the town and he learns that he has a uh, like a paintbrush that can bring his drawings to life and you do a lot of like like painting with this uh character and and you use like the controller to like like draw like you you know you do the thing where you're like moving the controller in the air and you you make cool designs and you and they, the drawings come to life and you're essentially bringing life and color back to the the harbor town um oh, essentially cool. trying to get people back in there um and it's it's a, it's an adorable game you have like a like one of your drawings becomes like your companion and uh it just becomes like a an adventure of and like like it's a weird puzzle game that you just draw with and it's just a fun time it's a it's a, apparently a short game i'm sure i could crush it in like a, a few hours but uh definitely really really fun and a fun a different experience you know um if you got it for free uh give it you should give it a try felix it might be yeah, a, yeah i installed it so little change of pace yep. um other than that playing the normal shooter games and all those other things on the side um I'm I'm mostly concerned with beating Ori. Like I really do just want to beat that game because it is I remember being moved to tears in the first game. Uh so that is something I would love to reprise because soundtrack beautiful, visuals beautiful, story beautiful. Like that game is like pretty much a nine or a ten out of ten to me. Um on like all levels. But that's it. That's all I got. That's what I've been up to. Nice. Very cool. Who's next? Well, I can uh I could throw it out there. I'm just going to continue the narrative that Locke was talking about. Uh-oh. Where'd Locke go? Lost him. Sorry. Lost him. He'll Let's, be back. Hold on. Give me a second there. Okay. We're back into the other scene. Um, yeah. So it's like, um, I, I Look, guess. You know the scene's man. Proud of you. It's great work. Did you see how fast I flipped that? I had that, that shit. That was so ready, shit, dude. It was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. All the names are in the right place. How did that happen? I don't know. We got this <laughs> shit on lockdown. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, I have just i i start. I told you guys last week. I started that playthrough of uh, Assassin's Creed, ju- just playing story missions to see Assassin's Creed Odyssey for clarity to the audience, uh, just to see how long it would take to finish it, just playing story missions. And I'm in the very last DLC, and I'm just under sixty hours. So it looks like it's a, a to play just story missions through Assassin's Creed. The, the reason I wanted to do this experiment is because this game got a lot of critical, like negative feedback around the time when it came out, um, because people said that they because of the level gating, mm-hmm. people couldn't play the story without having to do side quests. And in their defense, people complaining about that. Yeah, go ahead, Neil. No, I'm refocusing my camera. Oh, got it. Um, 
And in their defense, the people who are critical of that, it's 100% true. And that's based on, on the fact that they awarded you more experience for contract side quests than they did main story quests. Main story quests, Like, yeah. you'd get forty to 60,000 experience for a main story quest. And if you did a contract, you get 100,000 or more. And funny that, enough, yeah, that, that, that criticism actually does carry over to Valhalla as well. It being very long and drawn out and a little bit bloated around the edges, mm-hmm. just just on all the sheer amount of things you can do. So I wanted to just experiment when I finished because I was offered New Game Plus. Now, New Game Plus is not something that you get a trophy for finishing. It's it's nothing, you know, like. There's no reason for me to be doing it in my classic sense of why I do things with video games. Usually I want some kind of end game reward or some kind of reason for why I did it. Um, my reasoning was I want to see how long it takes doing just story, knowing full well that I'm completely OP, un- unlocked on everything. And I also replayed it on nightmare mode, which is their hardest difficulty to see if that actually made it more of a challenge it does on just boss fights it doesn't really make it more of a challenge on any other part of the game um but yeah i wanted to see how long just because i'm not hindered by level like i can literally play the game with no hindrance uh, based in level um and like i said yeah i'm just under i'm on the very last dlc and i'm just under 60 hours so it's probably going to wrap up around 60 hours or slightly over um that's a long time for a dlc that's a, no, it's not this DLC. I'm saying the whole game. That's like 64 hours for the so game. I was like, I was like, how is that not a news story by itself? No, this game no, no, released no. a 60 hour to, DLC. To play the full game, I clocked in, I clocked out at 41 hours. The whole game. Okay. And clocked out at 41. Got it, got it. And then, so it's an extra 20 hour DLC if you do all the DLCs, which is there's six parts, six DLC parts. Um, so yeah, about 20 hours for the DLC. Um, which to hmm. me is probably not bad in terms of the money you pay for it. I mean, you get oh, it's good value. Seems like good value to yeah. me, you know. Yeah, a twenty-hour yeah. DLC is like pretty good uh, value. Um, and of course, I'm just keeping up with the the MLB the Show twenty. I got my uh, I got my team going, but now this this is the first season Trip Zero, and this is this is relevant. This is the first season where okay. I'm play, I'm playing with injuries because I didn't know how to turn it on in the first season I played. So now I'm, I'm, I'm getting the real brunt of what it feels like in see, cause in my sliders, what I do is I turn the injuries all the way up and the propensity for a player to want to steal all the way up. And I turn the stealing on auto, not manual. So I do none of the stealing in the game. So it's really interesting because players get injured most frequently when they try and steal um and uh i think Locke's coming back here hold on mm-hmm. was he back mm-hmm. i changed the scene already um so like i uh tur- by turning up Smallest, seamless trip by turning up the steel propensity like the want for the player to steal or the uh-huh. attempt while at the same time increasing the injury to max I'm getting a lot of players who are getting dumb injuries on st- attempted steals. And I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Usually you slide ankle first into these situations. So it's making the game really challenging because I've, I now have like players on the 60 day fucking injury list. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember you talking about this injury slider. Cause you keep asking people like, does this game have sliders? 
You're like, I'm obsessed with the sliders in, in MLB. Well, I wasn't having injuries. In my previous season that I played, my first outing, which was the 2019 season, I had no injuries. And I was like, there's something broken in this game. And I realized I had to switch it to this version of the game. It's called experienced as opposed to uh, basic. And I switched to experience for the season. And now it's like, it's hitting home, man. With that slider turned all the way to the right, man. Players are players are sliding into second. They're attempting second. They're attempting fucking third. Like with regular occurrence. And I'm getting mm-hmm. high steal attempts. You know, like yeah, people are succeeding. But also people are just getting fucking ripped. Like I have a player. Um, he's a famous classic player from like the 60s. His name's Ernie Banks. We have to understand this guy the character of this the, the 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 player comes in at like like the one I have on my team. There's actually two Ernie Banks in the fucking in the whole league because there's an old one and a young one, which is so weird. Because when you pick legends for your fantasy draft, it puts an old version and a young version of some of these like classic players. So I have the old Ernie Banks on my team. So and it's he, the same person, but the same person. Yeah, for different points in his career. Isn't does that it change stats? Yes, it does. Like he's okay. a better player when he's the younger player, and, and mm-hmm. when he's the older one. So I got the old ass fucking you know <laughs> you know early seventies Ernie Banks, who's fucking like you know old and shit, and he literally the slid in. He slid, yo, just do it. right. Well, that's the other th- thing that I got, like that I'm disadvantaged with or handicapped. I, all these handicaps that I'm putting on my team are hilarious to me. It's so fucking funny. But uh, it's hard. It makes the game fucking hard, but whatever. So er- Ernie Banks slid into second and broke, broke his thumb. Broke his, <laughs> broke, broke his thumb. I was expecting it for something, man. The man's old, dude. <laughs> yeah, like rolled his Very ankle. So he's fucking... I- and go ahead, cut lock. I I have nothing of value to add to this conversation besides the fact that I you don't know how much I genuinely appreciate the fact that you love the an MLB game. <laughs> like it just it just it just doesn't it like it it just doesn't compute to me that like that this, this would be a thing. This is a thing. Like just I mean, and this isn't a negative negative thing against you because I'm not a big sports guy either personally. Right. Um. And I don't take you as one really either. And no, I'm not just, watching the fucking Phillies. Well, Are you right, kidding me? Right. So, I'm so, not. so that's my point. That's my point. Like, okay, it's way better on the radio. It's oh, definitely uh, really, it's definitely uh, way better on the radio. Phillies yeah, radio. Sure. Listen to Phillies. Radio. Um, so I just, I really love hearing all of the details about you playing MLB because you're like giddy about it. And it's I'm getting so the game polarizing. down to a fucking, I'm getting the game down to a silence and in lock, you might not have heard it because you weren't on the show, but I bought might 20, not. I bought 20 for 10 bucks. MLB. Well, the what show version 20. were you, what, what were I was you on 19? Before? I was on 19. Now you're so going to do the to, annual upgrades. They got you locked in on that. Oh, they definitely got me locked in when 21 comes out and comes down in price. I'm definitely going to get that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was just telling them about how, how I finally am getting into the an actual season full of injuries, and it's fucking man, it's fucking I think, great. Before the show, you said you downloaded NHL. I have NHL already installed. Remember, Game Pass gave me access. No, Game Pass gave me access to every EA title. Um, well, not the newest sports titles, but the more recent ones are on Game Pass now. So you can go oh, to yeah, the EA know, section. Yeah. Yeah, like you don't even need getting one year behind is not being behind. No, either, not you know at all. I mean, like even even um, playing 2019, if there's a 2021 is not far enough in the 
in the past to like be playing a dated version of it. You know what I mean? Just because I'm um, obsessed with stats. We talked about that last week. I don't have to say it again. I installed NHL, I think 20. And then I installed um, FIFA 20. And then I installed. Jesus, you're about to fall into a hole. No, I'm not. I don't know if I'm when, when or if I'm ever going to play should, those. You should I become a sports game streamer. That's what you should do. I would watch the shit out of you playing well, the, FIFA. I did stream. Here's the problem with that. You can describe the game. I can't, I can't, I can't wait. To, I can't wait. To <laughs> I could definitely problem. talk about my, my strategies, but I think people would get bored with how I play it. And, and the same reason they would get bored with me, with what I do with like an Assassin's Creed game or anything. Like, did you have playing, people watch you play Assassin's Creed? I did. I did. But it was very, okay. very. People want to see the competition in those games. So what I got a lot of times when I would be playing like a, an MLB The Show like game, because a couple times I did live stream it, I would get people coming in and they'd go, hey, do you want to play me in this game? Or why aren't, why aren't you playing multiplayer? And I would always have to explain that. I mean, I would tell them straight up because I, I don't fucking want to. But like, you know, like <laughs> I, I had to feel those questions quite frequently when I'm making the choice to just play the computer. And uh, I would always get people going, yeah, you're such a pussy because you're just playing the computer. And I'm like, this is how I want to play the fucking game, dude. Like, back right. off, off my ass and shit. Your you're stream, your show, your game. You do whatever fuck you're you want. You're chapping my ass. You stream man. your rules. Right. Yeah. yeah. It is. Off my ass. Um, you know but I'm yeah. really amazing, though, Felix, what? for this imaginary sports stream we're imagining in your life dude, here. I fucking uh, rage so hard it, at this game, it, though, man. It'd be incredible. This is not a feature that exists, but it'd be incredible in the future if you yourself, as the manager, could argue with the other team's manager. Because I'd love to see you on a baseball field yelling in someone's face oh my about God. a blown ball. I think that would be. You mean incredible. so arguing with like a player I'm playing against, and then or an umpire, or like the coach? You guys get out there and get it in someone's face. And then no, but I meant the game. I meant like uh, me arguing with the player I'm playing in like a an MLB the show like online game. Right? Is that what you're saying? Or no, no, I'm oh, saying you, you, it'd be cool to be in the game virtually, right? As if you were the manager, upset at a call or something. In NHL, you can like NHL start fights, well. right? Like, that's like a thing yeah. you can do. Like, yeah, I think I, I, I don't think part of hockey, so it's that's yeah. absolutely a, a just because I've that. never seen it, even when players get hit. I don't think the, the bench clears for a fight in MLB the show. I don't think that kind of animation situation is even set up in the game. I mean, I think it's happened like you can count on one hand the the bench clearing brawls that have happened in recent right, right. history. In, in the history. Why would it even? Why would it even be a feature? Yeah, because it's so uncommon. Um, but you know, like it's 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 a fun game. Despite all that, I enjoy it. Um, hey, this was the first year I had to pay taxes, guys. Like, didn't get a refund. I had to pay. Oh, uh, uh, we were we were almost at zero this year. Well, I was I was fucking trying to figure it out. I'm like, why the fuck do I have to pay taxes this year? What the fuck, you know? Like, it was to the that. state, right? Not to right. not to the government. And then I forgot to well to both. I had to pay to both. No, I had to pay federal Ooh, and really? and state. Usually, I have to pay PA, but not federal. Well, no, I I, f- I figured out the reason I got why. Confused for a second, I was like, what game? What game are we talking about? We're not this talking is... about the game now. We're talking about the no, game I of got life. Your team taxes to the, the game, uh, to the league yeah. game of life. Much. No, you know what I found out? I found out that... League taxes. So I, I sold stock 
and you know, you, when you sell stock, you gain a profit. Oh yeah. Block. I sold stock back last February to pay off a credit card. Long term you know? or short term? Uh, most of them were were long term sales, but I still I still had to pay tax on whatever. I don't know. Well, it's fifteen percent. Yeah. Long term long term yeah. capital gains is fifteen percent. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Door. That that's what it looked like. So mm-hmm. so I but I didn't realize because it was a lot of money to pay the credit card off, but. Like, so I did it and I was like, what the fuck? I, I owe this amount of tax or whatever. And, uh, and I was like, okay, how am I going to pay for this? <laughs> Guess how I paid for it. <laughs> you stole more stock with the fucking credit card. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that's how I paid it's for the it. Cy- it's American cycle. cycle I, more uh, stock. I already had done it. And then someone online told me, cause I'd never had to pay uh, taxes. Someone, on, someone, plan. yeah, someone online was like, "You could just do a payment plan. You don't have to pay your credit card. <laughs> pay, pay, but it's fucking." And now you have, in, now you have, now you have fucking interest. Uh, pay an interest on, on that. Yeah, do I mean, it. Do a credit. Do a do a uh, do a balance swap. Find find another credit card that'll do a zero percent swap and transfer to another credit card that's got a zero percent interest for the first year and just make sure you pay off your fucking right your balance in a year. I mean, you're gonna have two credit cards, but. Um, please don't fucking fuck yourself with That's with interest. Fucking dangerous, man. <laughs> Why is that dangerous? You're good, man. Well, now I'm thinking because I made the mistake of like doing that. This is turning into the Felix Financial Hour. <laughs> I know. Let's stop. Let's stop. Let's fucking stop. okay. We can talk. About we'll talk about this yeah, later. Yeah. Let's trip zero. Who, Let's who hear has, your yeah, shit. Who man. hasn't gone yet? <laughs> yeah, I'll keep it real short because we're already at 32 minutes. Um, I caught myself. Uh, I uh, I'm still messing around with Loop Hero. In, in my spare time it's a lot of fun it's very cool it's very it can be hands-on or as hands-off uh, as you'd like which is a lot of fun um on my stream i'm still doing stardew valley still pushing for the 100 percent uh killing that i found out something today watching a random streamer just just i was poking around the directory found someone uh and he was also on the new farm that's on the beach that was uh, as part of the most recent update one of the sticking points about the beach farm is that you can't use sprinklers in the sand so you got to hand water everything it's like an added challenge um well it turns out there's one area of the beach farm that is regular ground plantable and i never realized this because i put a, a bunch of trees there to harvest a certain kind of sap to make a certain kind of keg so i just have like a giant grove of like like 200 trees covering up this ground but i saw him like walking over to it and he had like four sprinklers i'm like what the fuck then i realized oh my god that's actual farm ground. That's not sand right there. But it's like sectioned off in the beach. You have to like walk through a little like walkway. It's it was like a natural grove. So I was like, this is where my trees are all gonna go. And that is now changing a lot for what I have planned for the rest of my hundred percent run. Mm. It changes everything. Yeah, it does. Changes a lot. I can plant a whole bunch of new things, uh, some of the most valuable fruit in the game. I think I'll dedicate that spot to that, turn that Whoa. shit into wine, make millions. You're talking about Stardew Valley. Yes. Okay. <laughs> For a second there, I thought you were doing IRL stories just like me. And holy fuck, dude. I was yeah, like, I what? Charm, and I got really grove, confused. Trees. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, it's quarantine. People are getting into a lot of different hobbies. So I <laughs> dude, guess that I don't even know where my line of thinking was. Sorry about that. Yo, it's okay. Taxes Simulator 2020 is going to be wild this year. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's what I was I'm literally looking forward to that game. Capitalism and capitalism too. You can buy them on Steam. Oh my god! Um, 
Oh shit. And then the other game that I've been chilling out with at night, usually I have like a just like a chill game. Uh I went back to Final Fantasy VII Remake. I've been watching some streams. I'm waiting for the the uh, PS5 update to do that. I was going to do that too, and then again, like I was saying, I was watching some streams, and I'm like, that's it, it's been a long time. It's been a literal year since I played this game. Uh, do I play it again? And what I'm finding this time is that I'm actually truly playing the game as a fan and taking it in versus the first time where I, you know, I I took a lot in and I loved the experience, of course, but I was streaming. You know, so like I didn't just like get to walk around, you know, the Sector Seven slums or or take in every single detail of like a specific room in the Shinra headquarters. Like do like just the stuff that I would do by myself. Just real dumb like appreciation of every little detail of this world since the game means so much to me personally. So I've been having a lot of fun just having this really personal playthrough of this game on a level that I just never really got to because like it's you know you don't want to watch someone walk around a room for like 10 minutes you want to like move along you want to like progress the story learn the mechanics do the thing so it's like it's a really it's a really good vibe it's a really good vibe before i go to sleep just to like get back in my world and absorb every single bit of it and i'm excited i'm doing this because i'll be more ready for the ps5 update i'll have like a fresh run i'll have every detail really like like kind of etched out in my brain and i can pick up all the the new little things they add if they add things outside right. of like a new chapter when does this Are drop you, because i installed this game i have this game installed you should just play it felix if just you if you installed this from the free version that came with a uh, playstation but I, I paid the 25 for the other thing what other thing it was like here's 25 bucks and then you get like the enhanced version or whatever ps5 Oh, I mean, if you have that, then you're probably good. But it, did that um, not come out yet? No, June. June is when that drops. Okay. So I don't know what I paid for. I paid for something. <laughs> I mean, if you paid for an upgrade to your copy, you may have you may have the ability to just get the the new stuff, which is still a better deal. Like maybe maybe right what now. I paid for was a twenty five dollar pre order of what comes out in June. Maybe that's what I paid for. Is that the DLC? Well, that's possible. That's a DLC price. Yeah. I can confirm nor deny it. Yeah, I mean, they only said it was a free upgrade to people who own it. So um, I don't know. Maybe they monetized it for the people that got the game for. I don't know. We can we can let's not answer that question. Trip, are you finding your second playthrough to be like now that you like know the know the game, you know how to play it? Like, are you enjoying it just as much as as you did the first time? Like, is is the got like the uh, the beer goggles worn off? Like the nostalgia goggles. If anything, they're stronger. They're stronger, sure. They're yeah, literally stronger. Because um, again, I was saying I can take time to really kind of wander around and do things at my own pace and and examine detail that I never got to before. Um, yeah, stronger, nice. stronger beer goggles for the game. Yeah, that is that is a game I was heavily considering, like just popping back on on the PS5 and playing that and like the enhanced mode until they were like well in june there's going to be like the ps5 enhanced mode and i was like well sh- might as well wait for that now and, and oh, plan a playthrough was going summer. Too. but i i was like you know what let me just pop in let me pop in see how it feels and it's been feeling mm-hmm. great if that comes to pc would you would you play that lock uh a thousand percent yeah i just um it's funny when you were talking about it, there was, there's so many final fantasy games that I want to go back and revisit. 
um, and play again. Like I've, I've had nine on the back burner for so long. I have tactics on the back burner mm-hmm. for so long. I would love, really, really love to play the, the, the seven remake. I just, um, like, I don't even have my consoles hooked up anymore and it's just, it's just not going to happen. So if it, <laughs> if it came to, if it came to PlayStation, then, um, or if it came to PC a thousand percent, there wouldn't even be a question. Um, so hopefully one day I'm fine mm-hmm. with waiting. There, um, there have been rumors that it, it will be getting a PS PC release. My my only concern with that, which again, it's fine if it does because I'm in no rush, is I'm sure they'll struggle because they've struggled a lot with ports. Um, now, they're not super familiar with how to make their games on PC yet, um, but I would imagine it would come out and probably be awful off out the rip, mm. but that's fine. Uh, that's what updates are for. So, Trip, you played the 15 PC edition, right? No, but I own it. Gotcha. Um, okay. I was gonna ask you how, how does that how does that play? But like Final uh, Fantasy twelve when it came out for PC, um, I returned. It's the first game I've ever returned on really? Steam. Um, because I couldn't even get through the tutorial without having game, without having game uh, game breaking bugs. So it's the first game and only game I have ever returned. Oh, um, dude. Now again, yeah, right. and again, and that and that was when it first like I bought it within the first week of it launching. Even though there were people complaining about bugs, I bought it um, because there were plenty of people saying it was fine, um, and uh, it was absolutely not fine. Um, and you know, I think that's a decent example because it was a remaster and re. It wasn't a completely revamp like seven, but it was a remaster for PC. Yeah. It changed um, a lot of, about the mechanics, so it's it's definitely a little bit more yeah. than a remaster. Um, so that's where that's where my mind goes. Like go going and playing nine or tactics, like those ports are going to be fine. Like they're not going to those things aren't going to have issues at this point. I mean, I'm pretty sure nine is actually in Game Pass for PC, which is pretty cool. So you can play that if you're if mm-hmm. you're a Game Pass member. Um, so yeah, hopefully Neo, hopefully because I I would love I would love to play it. I've watched a lot of streams. Um, so one day. Yeah, hopefully it skips that like valley of of port shittiness, and it, that it's new enough that it's maybe easier to translate. Me having no idea about how this works, but hoping because I know yeah, um, previous console exclusives like Horizon Zero Dawn have been amazing on PC. Now it's not the same studio by any means, not the same people working on it, so a lot could still go wrong. But I'm hoping that things are easier now than they used to be. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Well. All right. Shall we get into some Topic. conversations? Let's, Let's hop it. into it. Let's do it, man. Speaking of PlayStation. Speaking of, there it is. There's the transition. Right off the rip, dude. Speaking of PlayStation, PlayStation has a brand new studio. The studio is called Haven, and it's being brought to us by Jade Raymond. Jade Raymond is the new executive uh, producer and founder of this studio. Now, she's come from... A, uh, a long list of just gaming studios and, uh, and IPs. She's responsible for Assassin's Creed 1 and 2 directly. She's founded uh, Ubisoft Toronto, and she's headed those studios. Most recently, she was heading Google Stadia and the Stadia studios. They were going to produce content. And when they shut all that down, she didn't stay with Google. She left, and here yeah. she is, popping up again in game space. Yeah, and, uh, I, I, uh, a new franchise, or not a franchise, a new studio to Sony with a game in the works. Now, they've told us nothing about the game they've got 
in the pipeline, but there is something. There's some title, and they said they hope to share more information with us soon. Yeah, I didn't know Trip. I loved her until today because you know pretty much all the tropes of the Assassin's Creed game were were probably hers. You know. Yeah, yeah, she was very influential in in creating that series. I essentially. mean say all you want if she only had a credit for assassin's creed one you could maybe write it off you know not you know doesn't just just because she was involved in that doesn't mean that like her innovation is present in current assassin's creed but it literally kickstarted you can't deny if you if you see this person as the executive producer of assassin's creed 2 you can't deny that pretty much today's assassin's creed that Locke is playing right now is her baby hundred you know, percent. Like her footprint all is all over. Is yeah. Like a, a, a modern Assassin's Creed from Ubisoft. Like I think all of that that style, that genre of game, uh, is very much influenced by her and her team. Mm-hmm. A lot of Ubisoft's portfolio is pretty much directly influenced by those early games, for sure. Oh hell um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm also. Oh sorry, keep going. No, uh, no, go ahead. I was gonna read. I was gonna read one of the the blurbs that she that she spoke to in her, in her statement, if that's all right with you guys, yeah, go. Um, please, please do. Uh, there's, there's two, there's two points here that I want to read. So the first one is, uh, she said, and so today I'm announcing Haven, an independent studio where many of the talented game game developers I have worked with for years are coming together to do what we are most passionate about. It's time for us to refocus on games in all capital letters in a place where we can pr- practice our crafts without any barriers or impediments, which is, um, an important statement to make. Uh, and then she goes on to say, together we want to create games that are a haven for players and we want to build a studio that is a haven for developers. So we will. So while we don't have many details to announce today, I want the PlayStation community to know that Haven Studios is already hard at work on an unannounced IP. We can't wait to show you more. I skipped, I skipped some in there because mm-hmm. the two main points that I want to bring up there is... Um, uh she's talking about taking a shot at stadia a little bit uh, i think she's taking a shot at a lot of different developers and the industry at large um by saying you know creating a place without any barriers or impediments and then building a studio that is a haven for developers as well as players Mm -hmm. um so you know to to say that is is you know speaking on some of the many things that we've talked about on this podcast about different development studios and what it's been like either for their in, player base or for, for to work for them specifically, right? Including Ubisoft itself. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Which is pretty poignant from someone who uh, used to be an executive, I mean, essentially. We didn't even get to see what she was making with Google, right? Like we, like she, they gave her a studio and never let like her project never saw the light of day. She got that. Those, they, those studios got closed down last we like last month pretty much mm-hmm. and already sony was like you know what we'll 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 give you a studio that you guys can we'll fund you we'll fund your projects do what kojima did right do make make anything to your heart's content we'll put it on our playstation um and on top of that just to bring xbox into it that's that's kind of like a different philosophy that both we are currently seeing between so, uh, Sony and Microsoft. Sony likes to foster studios and kind of like, here, we'll fund you guys to make whatever projects you want. And Microsoft's like, well, we need studios, so we'll just use our huge wallets and like absorb you, right? Um, just to just to have those. Um, so I, I just find it like completely fascinating that like, yes, 
Sony's like, we'll take you Jade, Jade Raymond. You'll we'll, we'll have you make our next, you know, whatever uh, game we want uh, th- that you want to make. Um, so these studios that, because I, I haven't re- researched it well enough to understand it, but these studios that are under the umbrella of Sony are not owned by them. It's not the same relationship uh, with Microsoft. So, for example, Kojima Productions is not a first-party studio. They're technically a third-party studio, but they're published by Sony. So Sony is their, so just their publishing. Like, Got publisher. It. Right. And, and they're, bank, they're bankrolling the studio, essentially. They're, they're giving them the money and leeway to make what they want. So it's a, form, it's a formality, really, that, that they, they uh, don't take them under their wing. It's formally. a publishing agreement. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, I mean, it, what changes is the next game that this studio makes might not be for PlayStation. Right. That's the difference where like, oh, it'll only be for PlayStation. right. Exactly. So if, if it's if it is, you know, a first party studio, we're only ever going to get PlayStation based games and now maybe PC port PC, you know, ports. Um, whereas something like Kojima's studio or this studio in the future is not tied to only making titles for PlayStation exclusives. Mm-hmm. Um, the funding is still there. They're still quote owned, but there's, I think more flexibility for an independent studio than a, a first party studio like Naughty Dog. And it, I mean, and Sony's becoming more flexible currently with releasing PC games with horizon and days gone's coming. And like, like they've come out and said like, Hey, we're looking, we're looking in more options of bringing the games to the PC platform because we want, people to experience our games and we like money like that whole that whole shtick um but i think this is like the timing of this is like almost one-to-one from like the moment kojima's nda from konami expired to when they made that video of of kojima being like welcome aboard to sony enjoy kojima studios like there was like a video with the head of jim ryan or whatever it was it was like them shaking hands on camera or whatever. This is like a very similar thing where like Sony's like, yep, welcome aboard. And I just think it's, I think it's cool. I think it's cool that they like doing that. They like uh, giving these, these creative people outlets. And uh, I love seeing, I, I, I can't wait to see what she does because like we, like we know she knows she likes making games and that's like what she's passionate about. And I appreciate that a whole lot. Yeah, I think I think it's great. Them. Sorry, go ahead. I just no, say you're good. You're good. Uh, that, that's what they do. They pick really, really good first party studios. And for a while, um, meaning like up until maybe last year, like they were the ones like we never talked about Xbox or Microsoft in that conversation of like really good quality first party studios. It was just it was non-existent at all in the conversation. It was Sony and they built up their reputation over years by fostering those relationships. Mm hmm. Now, since we last spoke last week, we saw, I know this isn't really a news point we were going to talk about, but we saw, we, we, we speculated this last week where we talked about Bethesda becoming a, like pretty much a first party studio only on Xbox and their PC game pass. Like what what are your, what are your thoughts on like that shift in Bethesda's like library, not being like pretty much on every platform now, like you're never going to get, you know, the next Elder Scrolls on Switch, if that ever happens. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to get those anymore. Um, I, personally, I, you know, as someone that plays on PC and their preferred console was also an Xbox, I'm fine with it. I mean, it's the same thing that, like, you had to buy a PlayStation to get Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you didn't get to play it on Xbox until 15. 
right? 15 is probably, it's the first Final Fantasy. But that's like, Xbox, right? that's the so, reverse of what's happening. That is the, that, that IP opening up to more. Um, but I guess, I guess my point is, is that that barrier has existed for so long, thanks to Sony, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's a double-edged sword, right? I think, um, I think Xbox has every right to put some exclusivity on it to try and sell consoles or sell their game pass. It's what PlayStation's business model has been for years because everything else is dog shit. So it's, it's been the only thing that they can do to make money on their consoles is to make great first party titles. Um, and Xbox has been in the shitter with titles for years. So it doesn't surprise me that they're doing it. Um, does it hurt us as gamers in the long run? Probably. Um, but I don't foresee Xbox being the type of company to have that be a lasting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what they're doing with Game Pass is incredible. And it shows that they're putting gamers first. So, I mean, you know, I, I'll, I would follow it closely because I don't I don't think that the people making those decisions would keep that as the sole decision for long, maybe for a few years to gain traction. But who knows? Hmm. Yeah, I just want to get some thoughts. Anyone else have any thoughts on that? Um, I, I didn't read that deeply into what he said, and I don't think it changes anything in my own personal opinion. I could be wrong about this, but I don't think that changes what we talked about before thinking that we're going to get, uh, Elder Scrolls six Starfield and like maybe the next mainline fallout still as a multi-console release. Cause there's also language in there about pre-existing deals deals. Yeah. Um, oh, one of those includes, that um, that game that's like coming to PlayStation first, uh, Fuck, I already forgot the name of it. It's the that time travel shooter game. Deathloop. Deathloop, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that has an existing yeah. deal with Sony. Um, so yeah. they're honoring that. But yeah. I'm after not for that, you know. I mean, there could be deals in place that we don't know about for for the other stuff, you know, just sure. like, a, like a general publishing deal. Um, or there may not be, but they still might find value in releasing their literal largest like IP the moneymaker for Bethesda and the Elder Scrolls on all the platforms. Like, I, th- I think that's a conversation they're, they're going to have, uh, about where they put that, you know, like, yeah, sure. Put like, put rage on, on game pass, put prey on game pass, put, you know, you know, newer, smaller known titles on there. But I, I still think there's going to be a market for multi-console releases of like the big hitters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. It's all money and it's all money in their pocket at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, I'm sure there's someone in finance somewhere running the numbers to say what is more, what's net positive for us, right? You know, is it, is it restricting and seeing if we sell more consoles because of it, or is it opening up the floodgates and selling $60 titles cross platform to have more people playing the game? I'm sure there's someone doing those fucking scenarios somewhere. 1000. Um, They've already, either way. That's already in the book somewhere. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Someone has already, yeah, before they were even purchased, someone was doing that math. Mm -hmm. Um, I think either way, I couldn't fault them for either decision they make, though, to be honest. Uh, I I would, like those tentpole games, I would love everyone to get a chance to play as a gamer first, right? Like I wouldn't want anyone not to have the chance to play it. Same reason why I wish I could play, going back to the conversation we had 10 minutes ago, I wish I could play Final Fantasy VII right now, but Mm -hmm. I can't because that's Sony's business model. So, you know, that would have sold computers 
if someone yeah. said that game's going to go on a PC, someone, yeah. not someone, thousands of people would have been like, I've been waiting to build a computer. I'm going to do it now for this. 1000% that would have happened. Yeah. Damn. For sure. Yeah. But that's that, but that's not what Sony cares about. No. Sony cares about selling no. consoles. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like, and I'm glad that we're seeing horizon come out to PC. I hope we get God of war to PC one day so I can replay it. I hope we get final fantasy seven. I hope we start to see this trend. Um, but like this has been the way that Sony has done it because they take I'm sure they take some take the money out of it. They take pride in what they've developed. Right. Because uh, no one's knocking the things that they're developing. Right. All of these games mm-hmm. that we're talking about are top, top tier titles that mm-hmm. have come out over the past you know decade um, where you you don't Microsoft doesn't even have a candle to to <laughs> to to that spotlight. Right. So um, I'm not knocking them there because I'm sure some of it is pride. But like. Um, it is, in my opinion, also the reason why they keep it in because they don't have an infrastructure that makes them money. They don't have a service, you know, uh, that makes them money in, in the same degree that, that Microsoft has. So they have to do this to for their business. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm loving that oh. they bought Bethesda. To be honest, I think it's great. Um, I mean, so. it's good if you're a game. Are you a Game Pass uh, holder, Lock? Uh, I am. I don't really use it but I pay for it <laughs> kind of like yeah. Netflix. I just pay yeah. for it. Cause I feel like it's just something that I need to pay for as, as a person now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of games downloaded. Can't wait to play them. Don't know when it's going to happen, but they're there on my hard drive, taking up space, you know? <laughs> so, um, I just think yeah, going back to like, what we're going to say, sorry. I was gonna say, yeah, it's pretty, I mean, like I, it's no sweat off my back. Cause I'm a PC gamer as well. I, I, the game, past thing is is amazing like it's how i'm getting to play a lot of games i really just haven't been able to play uh yeah because either i don't have an xbox because i don't have an xbox or hey look it's free now on this service that i'm subscribed to so yeah but yeah i, I didn't want to go crazy into the into the game pass talk i just wanted to get your thought your guys thoughts no on i think yeah yeah i mean i think it's a good thing to talk about because you know we called this years ago before game pass launched that it could be a game changer and it's increasingly article after article new acquisition after new acquisition becoming better and better that like now it is honestly a no-brainer to pay for this service if you're a gamer like you like there's no reason besides financial barriers that you shouldn't be paying for this service because of what you get out of it like i was going through the library the other day and I wanted to install like 15 different games. Like, ooh, I wanted to play that. Ooh, what is this? I've never heard of that. That looks cool. Ooh, I wanted to play this. Like, that's where I saw Final Fantasy. Back is, is hard drive space at this point. Hard drive you know? space and time, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all it's all there, right? It's the same thing. It's just like going and shopping on Netflix, trying to find something new to watch. There's there's literally something for everyone in Game Pass, which is which is amazing. Absolutely amazing. What were you going to say, Felix? Yeah, a great example from last night. I had a friend from work over. And we're just hanging out, and and she's like, uh, "I want to play Injustice 2. And I said, "Well, I don't have that installed. It's in the like my little crate that keeps all my games. This is a game I purchased at one point." And I went in, and I actually considered, you know, maybe I'll just buy it, right? And like, but then I looked and saw it was thirty bucks, and I'm like, "I already paid for this game, a physical hard copy. I'm not going to go fucking buying it again. You know, it's thirty bucks." And I honestly, I did not really feel like reaching in a bin and pulling this fucking thing out because I didn't know where it was in there. But I looked mm-hmm. and it was on the game was on Game Pass. And I was like, oh, I'll just install from Game Pass. Perfect. Perfect. 
So I installed it. And of course I was, it already had recognized. It took us a, a second because essentially, I guess that's like a new version of the game. It's not the original one that I had, but, but the cool thing was, is I was able to reinstall all the extra characters and the DLC, the shit I'd already bought mm. at one point. Um, and went back to playing it, and I hadn't played it in probably two or three years, so it was like neat to fuck That's around cool. with that game again. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Awesome. So. Uh, shall we hop on to our last topic? Yeah, dude, let's do it. Um, uh, so bring us into a trip because you have a you definitely have a better knowledge. Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. We've had a couple conversations on this show previously about what we think the future of events are going to be, especially in a year like 2020. And then, you know, we're still feeling the effects of it now. And, uh, you know, all the events that had to pivot, all the things that had to cancel. Um, E3 is currently going through a, a reimagination. There's just, there's a lot of this turnover and people aren't sure of, of how to present, you know, information to fans or even how to get them together physically and safely. Uh, so GCX, uh, GCX, the event, it's the, it's gaming community expo. Uh, this has a, a very long history started as, as uh, guardian con. And then uh, um, actually it started that, as destiny oh, okay. community, the destiny community expo. Then it became guardian con for years. And then it was branded uh, to GCX, which, to, which mind you started at a bar in Florida, like a meetup at a bar where they like packed the bar full. Cause they didn't realize was, how many people would want to meet up full capacity. And so they yeah. said next year, let's, let's rent a space. And mm-hmm. and they Sold made a charity focus, stuff, yeah. and then literally they've raised millions and millions and millions for for St. Jude uh, through these events, and it just it's been incredible. And they did the rebrand to obviously take the focus off of Destiny and have it be just a gaming for good focus. And so a lot of people are interested in this. A lot of people were were very sad, of course, that it had to cancel in the middle of last year. And when they announced a couple days ago that there was news about GCX for 2021, everyone got real excited. A lot of speculation. Are we going to go back? Are they, have they figured out a way to make this happen in person? Like what's the deal? Uh, well, they put out a little teaser trailer, teaser trailer where, uh, where Kevin Murray, who is now, uh, he's now an executive specifically for GCX. He used to stream like some of the other guys that have founded this stuff, but now uh, he just exclusively works doing, the uh, the event management and and the designing of all this stuff. He rolled out a video explaining that GCX 2021 will be virtual. Not a big surprise there. A lot of things are virtual in this day and age. But the pull here is that there will be an entirely virtual space that you are going to be able to walk around in, interact with, and communicate with other fans and attendees via proximity chat in this space. Uh, they have events that they're planning. They are currently reaching out to people to to be in the space, to fill the space. Uh, there's going to be a lot of updates coming about how the proximity chat is going to work. They've already talked about some of the benefits you're going to get by paying for a ticket to be there for the days that it's live. It'll be live, I think, June uh, 17th to 20th. And then we also have, in a couple days, on the 19th, there's going to be uh, like a Q&A, essentially, where they're going to give more information on their Twitch channel. That's uh, that's March nineteenth at four p.m. So that'll be exciting to see them releasing a lot more details about how this is supposed to kind of play out. But it's a cool thought, right? Like this is like something that people have done in VR for a long time. You could hop into like a VR game 
and be in like a little shared space. How will people. somebody access this? I'm assuming through a computer. Through, just through a computer. Huh? They want. They'll they probably want be need... like, a, like a game download. It'll be like the same kind of th- style. Would they right? need yeah. a? Would they need a VR headset or? No, you won't need like a virtual reality at all. You can do this with probably just moving around on a uh, you whatever know what device you need to control this. You know, what this reminds me of. Mm. You guys remember PlayStation Home on the PS3? Mm-hmm. Mm. that was a it was a virtual environment it was like a free software that they gave you and whenever there was like a playstation event or something you could go into like a movie theater with other people and just like watch like an e3 like an e3 showcase right Uh this is like that but like better like the next level like if they pull it off right like it could be it could be like something really cool with like the proximity chat Uh um there's a price to enter so you don't get like trolls right like trolls easily invade like very much easily free spaces right so yeah put a put a, put a price you know you're not going to be surrounded by like a bunch of dickheads which right. is nice right. there's right. always that risk of their online environment to want to be there except that rich troll who's just like i'm gonna pay just so i could go in and troll sure <laughs> but i'm sure like any live event you right. know you got security to, to, to bop them so it's fine um bop them out bop them dude but yeah, this is, I think, the first like concrete step someone with a uh, with a pretty big platform has taken to putting an event in an entirely virtual space, like as in you, the attendee, are part of it virtually instead of watching a collection of trailers and then screaming about it in Twitch chat as your comment disappears. That's what every event has been up until this point. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's a really cool evolution. And I think it's the furthest that we can get, the furthest that my mind currently can comprehend to how we can be remote but together. Mm -hmm. And I think the other really cool thing about it is um, I don't know if I will attend. I might um, because I would never personally have the time or want to spend my money for an event to go physically go there. Right. Because of like you know the whole hoopla of going to an event i'm sure i would love it don't get me wrong but like there will always be a reason why i would not go right but like now i could go to this if this became like a de facto standard or if this was a thing that happened on top of a physical event in the future like there Mm -hmm. was a virtual space on top of a physical space so i'm really interested to see how well this does um because we don't we don't know even when normal happens, how we will go back to normal in, in this idea of cons. Right. right? Um, so even when we're vaccinated or the vast majority of us are vaccinated and it's safe to be around one another, how do we socially switch the flip, you know, flip the switch to go back to these big group settings? It'll be hard, man. You know, everyone's gonna be thinking about droplets in a way they've never thought about before in a room full of people, you know? It just you can't exactly. avoid it. Yeah. You literally yep. can't. It's just how your brain is wired at this point. Like in a survival mechanism. So now we're gonna go back to being in the room of like a, a five figure amount of people in a room where we're just gonna be bouncing around in there. Like it's gonna be a little tough, even if everything is like okay on paper. It's weird getting weirded at it's strange getting weirded out seeing people like not wearing masks in public. Like that is just like a it's weird that I'm used to that at this point. You know, it's just Yeah, it's what's so crazy is um yeah it's it, it's wild how used to masks we've all gotten like i think mm-hmm. about like my son 
who started a new school year. He's a kid. He's a toddler, right? He's only two. Started a new school year and is developing. And the teachers that he now knows, he has no idea what they look like. All he knows is their eyes, right? Because he's never seen them without masks on. Yeah, dude, that's, that makes a lot of sense, but it's a crazy thought. Right? So it's like, what is he, what is he going to like one day go in there and they're not going to be wearing masks? He's going to be like, who the fuck are these people? Right? I mean, right. I think we're pretty good as like creatures to know, like just off of people's eyes who other people are, but it's such a bizarre thought now that you talk about it is like, well, yeah, and, and no, and, no idea what half their face looks like. No, he's, and he's at the age where like, he's going to really start remembering this stuff as like some of the first and strongest memories of his life. So he's yeah. about to be in a world that doesn't look like that. And everything that he is like knowing mm-hmm. since he's existed is going to change back to what we consider normal. But to him is going to be like, what the, f- like, what do we yeah. do? We don't do that anymore. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. It's just like, you know, the people that I know, like my family have full faces, but strangers only have half faces. Right. Like, <laughs> what, like, like it's such a weird, weird thought for, for like a young kid, but going back to the, to the virtual thing, it's like, it, this creates a space for how we can, you know, make steps in, in the future, which is, which is really, really cool. Um, yeah. I, think I also appreciate, Oh, sorry. What are you going to say? No, 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 you, you, I was gonna say I also appreciate Goth on Twitter being like, because uh, everyone started giving him credit. Right. He was like, he's like, guys, I have had almost nothing to do with any planning with yeah. this, with this event anymore. Like I've taken a back seat and I've spent the past year with my family and focused on my family. Like this was all created by the team that runs the event. Like this mm-hmm. is all this is their baby, which is really cool to see and him give credit. Yep, Not that absolutely. I wouldn't think that he would, but it was it was cool uh, for sure. Um, it was funny on my phone, you know, how they remind you of like this day three years ago and stuff like that with like Apple, mm-hmm. um, a few, a week or two ago, it, my phone reminded me, Hey, look where you were three years ago on this day. And it showed me PAX East photos. And I was like, damn, Felix, like, would you go to, would you go with me to PAX East again? Like, like when? next year, if they were like, it's open, like, would you do it? Uh, I, I think that how crowded that place was. Right. Like, yeah. So like spot right now, dude, on the show, this is being recorded. Felix. Let's yeah. Right. No, I just, I, um, not anytime soon. Sure. I mean, I, yeah, think, I thought about it too. I was like, I don't know if I would even go to like a convention center at this point like, in my life now. Yeah. Mm. It's like, it's, it's so wild how one year completely changes. Like I didn't get sick this year. Mm-hmm. right like like, like yeah headaches and maybe like i don't really get allergies but maybe a little bit allergies is this with the seasons change but like i always catch a cold or sometimes i get the flu or something but like and same with my son like up until really like recently um for a full year he was not sick and that's because like we were fucking really bad at like being around one another in a like and watching our hands and like socially distancing we like we literally like, sar- like sardine canned everywhere yeah. always like with people literally breathing on our necks like i could feel someone standing on top of me like there is no way after this i go back to a place where like my bubble radius is ever intercepted again in a oh, public God, way no, dude right like how strange is that going to be like you're just you're just like in a restaurant and there's someone literally standing on you like it's not uh, like that's not me anymore <laughs> 
Italian. Yeah, like when I used concerts and all those things. Bars just I don't need a I don't need a six foot bubble like when this ends, but like I need more than like a three inch bubble. Like I don't need to be like touching you anymore. Like we need size to uh, work with people like in a customer service capacity at one of my old jobs. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people have had similar experiences, uh, but like there's been times where like you get spit on cause someone is too, is too close and you, yeah. you can't react, but you're just like that went into my eyeball and I really your mouth. God, that went into my mouth <laughs> and I just can't react at all. And you got to finish what you're saying. And that's great. And uh, here we go. Okay. And then that, right. but that's a thing that used to happen normally, normally. Normally, mm-hmm. and then people wouldn't go and wash their hands and their face after. No, they would. No, just you can got a break and say thank God that was done. Yeah, and then they would go eat their eat their I fucking know. lunch with the same hands. I can't. I honestly, there's a part of me that loves that this happened. So maybe there's more people in the world that like <laughs> take care of themselves. Yeah. But like, you're right, man. It's it's like. So again, thank God there's someone that's like innovating in this way to say yeah. like we want to create a like we want to we want you to have a space because we love this event yeah. first and, and interact. Cause obviously that's like such a huge part of it being yeah. with people, meeting people. And like the, the proximity chat is great. Cause you have that, like that closest possible recreation of what it's like to just stumble across someone or pop into a conversation and mm-hmm. be welcomed in meet people. Like that's you, that you can't do that watching trailers. No. And the Twitch chat is just like, there, there's no interaction. You're mm-hmm. just watching a video, right? Because like it, it even like even some of the like smaller and I wouldn't even say small, like maybe the mid size streamers that I like that I follow, like I don't even feel connected in their chats because it's just, right. it's impossible, right? Like unless you're in a small streamers chat that you're interacting with and their community, you know them and you're going back and forth. Like it's just, it's just spam, man. And then when right. you get even bigger to an event that has 50, 60,000 people, you can't even read the chat half the time. No. So you're not, it's there's no interactivity there's no interpersonal relationships you're just watching a video it might as well be a youtube video that someone posts and you watch on your own time the fact that it has a date and time and it's released and it's an event it's just a it's just a marketing term you know this is taking an actual step the proximity proximity chat is huge that's a really really good feature um to to add um but it's going to take some some strategic planning on their part to put influencers in certain spots to like to make that happen or, Mm -hmm. you know, to try and create that organic feel and it not feel like, you know, like um, you're in this weird virtual space, like an amusement parky kind of. Yeah. Where it's just like, you know, you're just, I don't know. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. Cause it's either, in my opinion, it's either going to like, really go well and then they're going to still learn some things about it or it's going to like be really awkward and like not play out the way they want it to which i really right. hope is not the case um because it's a huge benefit for saint jude um absolutely which is. Is my, which is my favorite charity so i'm like you know anything these guys can do to succeed i'm i'm all for it for sure you guys you guys familiar with um microsoft's current push using their azure platform for like their mixed reality they got going on. They're talking a lot about this concept of integrating and working together with people, no matter where you are. And they put out a lot of very fancy trailers and videos about people using like augmented reality, uh, their HoloLens technology they've showed off before, actual VR integration stuff like that. 
uh, I think this is a tiny step mm-hmm. in a similar direction. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a very, very similar thing in terms of like, you know, being together for some purpose, no matter where you are physically. Yeah, I think um, you're absolutely right. Like they've been talking about augmented reality for a very long time. Like I did a project in college based off of the HoloLens and like the first iteration of it after they announced it and they were talking about augmented reality there. And I think, you know, to for us to get to a spot, um, what was that movie with Tom Cruise? Um, Minority, Minority Report. Right. Like to us to get to that type of future, like augmented reality is is the future, right? Not a virtual reality like Ready Player One, but something that we interact with daily that augments what we see and how we interact like with. Like Tony Stark. Um, Stark Technologies. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's a really good tie-in trip because I think like this type of event could make that type of partnership in the future, right? Um, they, have, they have the you know, the key players, the big streamers, the brand recognition to make a partnership like Microsoft happen to kind of leverage virtual reality and or augmented reality, which would be absolutely really cool to see what happens there too. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we're going to get more details. Cause like I said, uh, on the 19th, which is in two days, they're going to have um, some kind of a, an event. I don't know if it's a Q and a, or if it's something they pre-recorded, but that's going to be live on their, on their stream channels. And we're going to get a lot more details than we know now. Right now, we just know that it's going to be uh, virtual space. You can you can get a ticket. You can be there virtually, and there will be things happening. So we're hopefully going to get more of the actual nitty gritty on what it's going to look like. Um, but maybe there's going to like be support for a VR system because mm-hmm. uh, you know hanging out with people in VR was something that was built into. I think all the headsets had something like that. Uh, I have the Vive personally, and the Vive uh, has like a central VR, area you could load into. A, yeah. Uh, the Oculus has that too. Um, but there's a free download on steam called VR chat. And it's essentially just like a, like a chat, like an AOL chat right. room that you just like, you make any avatar you want and you're just, you just hang right. out there and talk to people. VR chat that is has, mess. <laughs> it is, it's insanity and it has proximity chat and just like crazy nonsense happening at all times. I went to a VR rave when I was first testing out the Vive in built into Shit. the HTC's like system because it, w- it wasn't VR chat, but it was like the there's the central location you could go to where you could launch your games or play around with like you know they would have like the cube right the companion cube from Portal was like on a shelf you could pick it up turn it around just to, like you know mess with the controls um, they had a pen that you could pick up and like draw in 3D and then like pick up the thing you just drew and like hold it and twist it and move it little stuff like that but it was also like like rooms where people could like, you could host your own room for something. Like we could get in there for a podcast and people could watch the podcast in their own VR space as like an attendee. That's cool. That's a thing that exists and had been done for a couple of years. So I feel like that's something they could maybe add on to this where people that want to just live an entirely virtual situation. Neo, didn't we meet a couple of people? We were in like the lunch area at PAX and we met a guy yeah. who was working on that. And what that does was, that mean uh, you? Me and you at E3 2016. Oh, that was at E3. Yeah. Guy was yeah, talking he wanted to come to his house and show off a studio, which sounded a little bit creepy. So we didn't do that, but <laughs> there were a lot of interesting <laughs> conversations about how to you implement might, stuff in you the future. You might 
you might have been surviving a pandemic from a man's basement. Yeah, or, or we might, or, or we might yeah. have been like like buried alive in like some South American yeah. country. Both not great <laughs> options. So we made a really good decision to not go with him anywhere. Um, we did not go. With that dude. Very uh, interesting, for sure. Smartest decision we made in 2016. Good Absolutely. work. We came back fine. from California. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like I said, two days from now, we'll know a lot more. Um, and I know for sure I'll be attending because I bought a ticket for 2020. I know me and Diamond Jab have tickets. Oh, that's and right. If you have a ticket, you will just have a pass for this. So nice. I will, I will be boots on the ground virtually for the Emerging Gamer podcast. I love it. I forgot that you guys. Yeah, I forgot that that was going to happen. Mm hmm. Mm. so yeah we'll see what happens uh i'll update next week if it's interesting enough for sure awesome sounds good well on that note well, boys i think that i think that uh i think that wraps up episode mm-hmm. uh 288 of the emerging gamer podcast uh everybody that has uh tuned in to twitch and is listening thank you so much for uh spending the evening and taking the time to listen to the episode uh if you could please go to youtube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, we, we'd greatly appreciate it. Um, and any uh, likes or subscriptions to the podcast as well would be appreciated. Um, any reviews, positive or negative, if you want to tell Felix that he's a Sasquatch, you know, we would like to read it. Um, or anything positive that you would like to share, please do so. Um, you could follow me on Twitter at lock underscore key. Um, I did the other night re-download OBS and start doing some test streams. Oh my um, God. I did not go live, but um, I did start messing around with it because I've been I've been recording some gameplay and posting some some clips here or there, some stuff that I've been doing. So, um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to try and make a comeback to the streaming game, um, probably infrequently. I'm not going to have a set schedule right off the bat, but I am going to try and go live. Um, so that's coming. So when it does happen, finally, I will definitely tweet it out. So follow me on Twitter. Thank you for listening. Trip. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash trip zero TV. I'm live Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, obviously around the podcast here. I stream 7 p.m. to roughly 11 p.m. And right now, uh, we're doing Stardew Valley. We are going to be playing that until I 100% this game officially because there is an in game mechanic for that. And it's a lot of fun. Very, very chill vibes. Um, up on the schedule, we will be playing uh, Kina when it comes out for sure, Kina Bridge of Spirits. And then we'll uh, kind of vibe throughout the rest of the, the summer. So, yeah, come hang out. Neo. Hey, uh, I'm Neo Yoshi. Follow me at twitch.tv slash Neo underscore Yoshi. Nope. That's, that's Twitter. Uh, <laughs> twitch.tv slash Neo Yoshi is my Twitch. Um, I will be going live again for the first time in a while on mm. Friday the 26th. I okay. will be playing Monster Hunter Rise mm. because that comes out. Yes, nice. on the on the switch. I got a few buddies that are hopping in with me. I'm very excited to hunt some monsters again uh, this time on the switch with a dog companion. Very excited about it. Um, I also am planning. I have the GMMK Pro ordered. Shipments are going out. I'm going to do a build stream of that. I love it. Can't wait. I, w- I want to build in. that on stream. It's going to be a real fun time. Tune in. Uh, hell yes, Felix. This is Felix Hergood. You can catch me at Felix Hergood on Twitter twitch.tv forward slash Felix Hergood if I ever stream again. It probably will happen, maybe. I'm on a vacation this week. Maybe I'll do it this week. I don't fucking know. I gotta work through it. Work it out. (laughs) You've been working it out. 
on this podcast for quite some time. But it's, you keep doing it. You keep working. I'm not it in out. the headspace, yeah. bro. I gotta download that yeah. app, Headspace, yeah. and get into Headspace again. I don't right. fucking keep know, going. man. Keep going. Keep signing out. Cool. We're we done. Another fucking. I'm done. You're done. <laughs> All right. Let's <laughs> no more signing out for See you an next hour. week. See you next week, everybody. Later's. I brought it in last time. No, Trip did. I did. I'll bring it in. Locks bringing it in. Locke is bringing it the fuck in. I knew. I knew that's why I could tell that that point was directed at me, even though it wasn't at me. I could. I could tell this was his. This is what he was doing. Come on, man! I think you're bringing in. You're not slick. You guys, anyone, anyone, anyone want to bring the show in? Anyone? And I'll do it next week. He did. He did this. He went like this. He went like this. And I was like, I brought it in last week. Just waiting for someone to say, oh, well, then in that case.